Hey Slackers, this is Addison coming to you from Ireland, Northern Ireland to be specific. Uh, spent some time in Ireland as well, just uh, coming up from uh, from Dublin. But about to go, so I've got some time here, about to hit up Philip McCallens, who, if you don't know who that is, it's worth a Google search, is a pretty renowned racer here in Northern Ireland. He owns a motorcycle dealership right here uh, in Northern Ireland, in Lisburn, to be exact. And uh, they're doing a release. It's a Triumph dealer. The release of the new triples. So uh, I'm headed that way. Going to see these new bikes. Pretty excited to kind of see these new bikes, but more excited to get a big get-together with a lot of the, uh, the motorcycle community here in Northern Ireland. So hopefully I'll get some interviews. I don't know that I can. I've got to get some permission and, and get some of that figured out before I... Uh, get too far along those lines, but uh, nonetheless, definitely we'll get a chance to report back what uh, what it's like to go to an event, to, to speak with bikers, kind of get a little bit of an insight to the motorcycle world here in Northern Ireland. Super stoked for this, uh, kind of one of these fun adventures that uh, the kind of motorcycle related that I'm able to do while I'm here. So keep in touch. I will, uh, you know, come right back. You won't notice the difference, but I will. I'll come back with some news, hopefully some interviews. But I uh, hope everybody's doing well. I'm excited to uh, to be back, to be with you, despite not being in the U.S. with uh, where I knew, normally am. But uh, as promised, we're going to get some information here from Northern Ireland. So let the, uh, let the episode begin. Welcome to Slacker Motor Radio with Brad and Addison. Based out of the Pacific Northwest... We're talking motorcycles and the motorcycle community, and we're excited to have this hour with you. Here we go. Hey, Slackers. I'm back. I uh, had a great time over at Philip McCallum Motorsports. Got to see the release, the UK release, before the US even knows what's going on. Of the new Street Triple. Pretty sweet bike. Um, I've got a clip here uh, that we'll, uh, we'll share of the bike running. Um, but a lot of details to, uh, to, I guess, express. But really the cool part of that event for me was hanging out at a motorcycle shop here in the UK. Here in uh, Northern Ireland. And getting to just chat and, and spend some time with local riders. Understand a lot of people have sport bikes. I'm kind of surprised by that. I expected because I see on the road KTM's and and uh, GS 1200s and, and and different things like that. It it wasn't really what I expected to hear that um, you know that so many riders out here have a sport bike, but that seems to be the most common bike I saw from different riders that showed up to the event. Now it was definitely a Triumph event. Had to, you know. As Triumph events do, had some food, drinks, um, and just a lot of people to see these new bikes be unveiled. But a really cool part of that for me was to do it there at the motorcycle shop of Philip McCallan. So I don't know, you know, how many, I don't know if you listen, I don't know if you uh, are familiar with Philip McCallan, but uh, he's been yeah i guess it's been a while since he's raced but he's a, a racer here in the uk just been in a lot of the street races the uh the road races uh some of the common ones up here in the 
in Northern Ireland, the common race. It's actually the Northwest 200. Definitely look up some videos if you haven't heard of it. Uh, it's basically Isle of Man, but not around the island, just in the uh, northern section, a kind of a triangle of roads, super fast race um, here in Northern Ireland. Kind of hits the coast for a little bit, but then comes back inland. Nonetheless, really cool race, um, but he's someone who had raced side by side with lots of different people, uh, including the Dunlops and many of the UK riders, both in Ireland, uh, you know, the, the UK. So we're talking Northern Ireland, Great Britain. Uh, we're talking the Republic of Ireland, you know, a lot of European riders and probably a handful of US riders that have raced these street races. So pretty cool to see him release the new bike. Uh, he had his shop do most of the work there, but he was in the back kind of interjecting questions and comments. Um, but even cooler for me was after the uh, the unveiling of the new bike, I got to sit and have a little bit of a conversation with him, uh, just chat with him. I didn't record it. I kind of wanted it to be just a candid, cool conversation to have. I apologize. I uh, I was very selfish there, I know. But it was something cool to be able to sit and chat with him um, about riding, about, you know, riding here in the UK and, and his experiences. So had a really great time there. Uh, but the point of the event, right, was the new Street Triple. So uh, it was pretty cool. It's the Moto2 uh, inspired engine. Uh, it's the same engineering team that made the, Mo the Moto2 engine being used right now in Moto2. Uh, the Triumphs got running that race. That same team developed the Street version. And uh, I guess my first impressions, I, I won't get into too many of the details, just because I know this is a solo podcast and I don't want to bore everyone because it's just me here in Ireland, so I don't have a co-host. But the main thing I noticed that I really liked about this bike is the attention to detail and especially the fit and finish. Uh, the exhaust was a carbon fiber exhaust that had quite a bark to it. It sounded really good. And I, again, I mentioned it before, but I've got a clip of that that we'll go ahead and I'll add in here at the end of the episode so you can kind of hear a couple of times that they fired the bike up. I was able to stand stand behind the bike and, and record that sound, that note that it's making. And that, I was surprised to hear, was a stock exhaust. I actually thought, listening to it and seeing it, that it was going to be an aero exhaust that came stock with the bike, right? Because I know Triumph will do that. You can get the aero accessories through Triumph and, and go that route, but... That's just, this is this factory Triumph exhaust. I don't know, you know, it could be that they had help with Aero and, and, and went along those lines, but no matter what bike you get, that's that's what it's going to be, which, you know, a lot of people, first thing they do is change some of the controls, change the exhaust, change those different things. You know, the throttle control, it's got different ride modes. Uh, it's very advanced in its technology. So, I mean, as they were playing with it, I mean, that thing just, when you crack the throttle, it immediately got up to RPM and it sounded amazing. So I got to say I was impressed. Pretty cool bike, but more importantly, you know, it would have been probably the same review in the U.S., but more importantly, it was pretty cool to go do it here in Northern Ireland, spend some time with, uh, with a bunch of riders out here, get to understand and know a little bit of their experiences riding out here, and then also getting to hang out for a few minutes with Philip McCallan, a racing legend. Uh, on the road races here in the UK. So pretty special experience. Um, having a great time, guys. I appreciate everybody uh, hanging with us on the podcast. I know we're kind of outside of our norm as of late, but uh, we're going to definitely get back to our, our normal cadence here after the holidays of Thanksgiving. Nonetheless, 
have a little bit of time to, I'll come back we'll, with with some conversations about Northern Ireland and my experiences uh, thus far, at least with regards to motorcycles, and probably be a short episode this week, but appreciate everybody hanging out with us. Uh, thanks for thanks for the support. Hey, slackers. Addison is back. Um, not that you care at all, but <laughs> I apologize about all these hey slacker moments. Uh, it's kind of a different episode, but we didn't want to take a week off, so kind of recording bits and pieces here in Ireland and, and coming in fresh each time I, I record. But uh, back in a, a hotel room again here for for this one, I wanted to just kind of talk a little bit about Ireland and I guess my top five comments, um, observations, let's say, about about Ireland. Uh, I didn't have the chance to ride a bike, really wanted to. I'm sure when I get back, Brad's going to give me a lot of crap. So uh, feeling feeling that it coming my way. However, wanted to uh, kind of my top five motorcycle observations here in Ireland. Uh, so I guess I'll just get right into it because... Uh, you know, it's just me. There's not not a lot of banter back and forth, and I apologize. I know it's one of my favorite parts, at least, of of the podcast. But uh, so the first thing that I noticed, uh, in no particular order, really, uh, but the first thing I want to talk about here are the roads. Um, it's amazing here. And so it's actually my one and two. Number one, the roads are just beautiful and twisty and itching for motorcycles. So uh, I've got a couple of videos that I've I've recorded while driving, um, setting up a, a camera on the car, a little bit of discussion on my part, but but basically just allowing everyone to see what it's like to drive in Ireland. Uh, those are going to be on the Patreon page, so feel free to check those out um, and see kind of firsthand, you know what it, what it was like. But these roads are just winding in and out. They're not very straight. They're not entirely smooth. So it's not an ideal sport bike area. Uh, you wouldn't want to really run it overly hot in a lot of these back roads. There are some roads that are better than others. And those are the ones that, of course, they've got different races throughout the area that, that will be road races. They'll close down a couple of roads and have a straight road race blowing through these towns. Um, which, I I mean, that's just absolutely unbelievable to me. But the roads are super pretty twisty and just itching for motorcycles uh they're super thin uh, i don't know if thin's the right word they're not very wide um really not a lot of room for two cars to pass each other which in a car which i've got this week uh is a bit scary <laughs> these cars will come ripping by at you know 60 miles per hour down a back road and there's maybe a foot between you know the cars as you go past and by in these little little thin roads. So a lot of fun. But if you have a motorcycle, right, you got a lot more room over there and you can kind of use that to your advantage while you take corners and and maybe cut some of the wide sweeping corners or even the tight little corners down with uh, with your angles as you come in an apex. Nonetheless, um, what I noticed is that the roads here would be just excellent for motorcycle. Observation two about the roads uh, is that the roads the speed limits on these roads are just more than you ever need. Um, you know, I, I spent some time down in Southern Ireland touring around, driving around, seeing different spots. And a lot of these little back roads that are twisty, windy, crazy, have a hundred kilometer per hour speed limit. 
um, which is the equivalent of about 60 miles per hour. And I mean, these roads <laughs> in a car, especially, I mean, there's corners, there's 30 mile per hour corners that you're, you're coming into very often. It's hard to get the car back up to 60 in between these corners. So it's been incredibly fun to just kind of put the vehicle. I've got a little, uh, a little Corolla for this, um, you know, put that in sport mode and let it go. Right. Kind of, kind of race through these corners and, and through these roads, but because there's, you know, even if you're going fast and having a, a spirited time in, in a car, you can't hit those speeds, which tells me, right. If you're on a motorcycle, something capable of taking the corners a little bit faster, maybe, and, and, and enjoying the, the space on the roads instead of being so cramped by the thin lanes, you know, you could, you could really have a good time. I mean, you could really go at it and you're never really speeding. And I guess kind of along those lines too, I, I don't think I've seen one location where they're actually set up a speed trap, a lot of signs that they could set up a speed trap. And then my two weeks here, um, I mean, I guess this week thus far, haven't seen anything along those lines. Uh, not one vehicle trying to get speeds, nobody out there with a camera or a, or box or, I mean, even though the speeds you can't reach, even if you go above them, at least in the time I've had, I would, it wouldn't have been a problem. So it's pretty incredible the freedom you have on the roads. If you're willing to kind of, I mean, there's a risk if you're willing to risk it a little bit, um, because there are, you know, trucks and vans and, and big cars that don't necessarily fit on the road or buses. And, and so if you're cutting it, you know, tight, or if you're moving too quick, sometimes you have to actually in the car, slow down and, and move over so that they can pass you. So, um, there's some risk there, but, but yeah, kind of those, those first two are, are how amazing the roads are and then how you can basically go as fast as you want. Cause the tops, the upper speed limit is almost unattainable. Um, pretty cool. Now, third observation is on one of the sunny days, Sunday, ironically, not because it's sunny day, but on Sunday it was sunny and, uh, saw a lot of bikes and I couldn't believe how many Harleys there were. Um, didn't expect that in Northern Ireland. So just a, a simple observation that, you know, I know in the U S market, we worry a little bit about Harley. Um, we worry about their, their longevity, their ability to kind of outstretch and, and gain new riders. But the, uh, kind of the mean bad, a personality that, that a Harley portrays is kind of sought after outside of the U.S. as well. So it was interesting to me that about half the bikes that I saw on Sunday were Harleys. Um, there's quite the market for them. I don't, uh, I haven't seen a dealership for Harleys here in Northern Ireland. I don't know if there is one. Um, I'll look at that for the next episode where, where Brad and I can kind of have a conversation about this. But yeah, they uh, they're definitely popular. Asking a lot of the bikers, I know I you will have already heard the the recording from McAllen Motorsports, but they uh, a lot of people had Harleys. Um, it's just kind of a cool thing that threw me off that that outside of the U.S. Harley has a name and and they're not the you know the little five hundred and seven fifties. They they've got road glides and road kings and and big Harleys out here. So uh, you know when I ask around, hey, what do you ride? And and a big Harley is the answer. I just, I don't expect it. So I'm impressed by that. I think it's pretty cool. Um, 
of course, the uh, the other bikes really are GSs and KTM adventure bikes. Uh, adventure bikes are, I mean, would be a ride out here and are very popular. Um, they're just, with the roads being uneven, kind of the first two items that we talked about, a little bit uneven, a little bit sketchy. Uh, there's plenty of places to kind of go off-road and adventure. A lot of the farmers here are open to that if you're not going to tear up their land. Uh, so it's you know kind of the right place for it. It's pretty cool. And then uh, the next thing to discuss are the number of things to see in short periods of time. Um, if you're just going to motorcycle tour, I mean, in Northern Ireland alone, I, I've seen the Republic down south, but in Northern Ireland, you... I mean, every 20 minutes, there's something almost fantastic to look at. Something incredible view or a castle or a, some geological phenomenon. I mean, there's just something every 20 to 30 minutes. So, you know, the ability to get saddle sore is just not there. If you want to go tour by motorcycle in Ireland, it is perfect for it. You've got, you know, stops all the time. If you want to tour two up, right, you and your wife, I mean, me and my wife, already discussed this a little bit to be able to come out here and uh, for a day or two get a bike um, i know she wouldn't want to do a whole whole week or a whole vacation by bike but get a bike i mean there's enough stops that it's not going to be that bad it'll be fine with a passenger um and so it, something that that's really incredible is how much there is to see the the natural beauty of ireland um, I guess natural and, and ancient beauty, because a lot of that, I guess, isn't necessarily natural, the castles and things. But there's a lot of things to see everywhere you go. Every little town has a castle or an abbey or a church that is older than the entire country of the United States. It, it's just absolutely incredible to just drive through and see these things that are just part of daily life that in many cases some private person owns and has made their barn or is using for a gym um, these are all things I've seen. It's, it's just pretty cool. Um, so yeah, a motorcycle adventure in Ireland would be worth it. Uh, and then the last thing I want to talk about is kind of a twofer as well, but they're so related. We'll call it one is the, let's call it the environment of Ireland. Um, I imagine everybody knows this, uh, but if you don't, it rains a lot in Ireland. I've had, uh, you know, it's November here, so for, you know, it's it's difficult to understand riding every day on a bike. Um, now in the Northwest, you know, we're we're based out of the Portland area. There, it rains a lot as well, and it's fine, and we ride all year round. Lots of us do. So here, it's not so bad. Um, unfortunately, being here for a work trip, uh, this is a base visit. I don't have my gear. I don't have the right equipment to really pull it off. And it's really been rainy enough that I decided an unknown bike on unknown roads to tour and see and sightsee. It was just too dangerous of a game. Um, so I put maybe better conscience. My, my conscience took over and I decided to make take the safe route. Um, I probably missed out on a great adventure, but it is just wet. And, and the weekend that was available to me, it is just wet and it was wet and it rained a lot. I, I mean, just hiking around and, and seeing these sights, I was pretty much soaked the entire day. So I can't imagine having been out in the open without the right gear. Uh, you know, in hindsight, should have brought some gear, should have brought a good helmet, things like that. And I could have made it work, but nonetheless, 
Uh, it is wet. And the other thing to notice or to note about Ireland is the days are so short in the winter. Uh, here in November, it gets light about 8.30 and it gets dark by 4.30. So you don't have a ton of time to do stuff. You only have about eight, about eight hours of light. And when it gets dark, I, I'm talking it gets dark. They don't have a lot of street lights. It is, uh, you know, the infrastructure in the city's first world. Obviously, it's a first world country. Infrastructure on the homes and whatnot are, but there's not a lot of street lights because there's so much gap between each house and each neighborhood. So there's just not a lot of light. Um, you know, riding and seeing sights and doing stuff, something to be really aware of. If you're coming in the wintertime, you're not going to have a lot of daylight to uh, to use to your advantage. And riding at night, I mean, everybody's really safe and everybody's really bike conscious. That's maybe a little bonus item that we'll talk about here. Um, but nonetheless, you don't get a lot of light. So if you're planning on a trip to Ireland in the summer, you get a ton of light. It's the reverse, right? So it switches and you have a ton of light in the summer, very, very long days, but it's also a lot more people on the roads and it's more of a tourist destination and you know, it's, it's its own thing. So you don't necessarily, in my opinion, want to be here in the middle of the summer when everybody else is here because your ability to have fun on the roads and really take advantage of that is not going to be there. So you almost have to deal with the rain, but just come prepared. You know, it's important to to know what to expect here and, and just expect a lot of rain, pretty windy on the coast, uh, but, you know, totally doable with some short days. Uh, and then, yeah, I guess kind of that bonus that I mentioned is is everyone in Ireland is aware of bikes. There's a lot of street races. Um, I see street races in the U.S. We kind of mean that a different thing. A lot of road races uh, here in Ireland that, that are based in just regular roads that everybody can take. And so there's a heavy awareness. Uh, obviously, the Dunlop family is a household name throughout whether you're a rider or not in this area. So there's just a very good awareness of motorcycles on the road. And so drivers are generally more, you know, looking out for the riders or making sure that checking their blind spots, whether they know or not. Um, I've talked to a lot of people both that, you know, obviously that have ridden, a lot of people that don't, and their comments are that basically everybody knows someone that rides and is aware of the dangers and is kind of looking out. So I will say that, that the infrastructure here, just social infrastructure is much more motorcycle friendly. So been impressed by that. Um, obviously I haven't been on the bike to, to see it firsthand, but Motorcycles seem to, to have right of way most of the time and, and really everybody looks out for them and, and makes room knowing, you know, full well. Kind of the thing that we talk about in the U.S. That, that a lot of motorcyclists talk about in the U.S. but not everybody really understands um, or is willing to accept that, you know, motorcycles will be, well, you know, if they get in front of you, they're not going to hold you up. They get going and, and so let them by and, and be courteous because... It won't matter in the long run. You might be three seconds later, but they're going to get a good advantage with it. So anyway, pretty cool being here. I have loved this trip. Uh, there's going to be a lot of information, a lot of videos, pictures, a lot of really cool things showing up on our sites. Uh, they'll be a little bit basically on Facebook and Instagram for Slacker Moto. But uh, Patreon is going to be where you're going to see the vast majority of the good stuff. So there'll be a lot of videos, a lot of details, uh, and an upcoming ride report on Patreon. So check out our Patreon page. Please uh, share this with your friends, rate, and review. Uh, we really appreciate all the support we're getting. Thanks to everyone for listening. 
Um, hope the, the, uh, this solo episode, I guess these next two solo episodes, uh, aren't too bad. (laughs) This is my first time doing the solo episodes, so feeling a bit sheepish, but that's okay. Pun intended for Ireland, by the way. But, uh, nonetheless, want to make sure that we don't, we don't miss any apps. So thanks for everybody. And uh, look forward to talking to you again a little bit next week about the experience. That'll be the end of my experiences. And from there, everything will kind of go back to normal. And we'll, uh, we'll update everybody about the upcoming Christmas season uh, plans with regards to the, the podcast. It'll be a little bit harder to get together with everything going on. Nonetheless, sorry, a little, little bit behind the scenes there. But thank you to everybody. Have a great week. And uh, until next time, I guess I got to do this for Brad. Ride on.